Today, my dear faithful, is the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. And the epistle is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Galatians, chapter 5. Brethren, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are contrary one to another, so that you do not the things that you would. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are fornication, uncleanness, immodesty, luxury, idolatry, witchcrafts, enmities, contentions, emulations, wraths, quarrels, dissensions, sects, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I foretell you, as I have foretold you, that they who do such things shall not obtain the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is charity, joy, peace, patience, benignity, goodness, longanimity, mildness, faith, modesty, continency, chastity. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified their flesh with the vices and concupiscences. And the Holy Gospel, taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 6. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will sustain the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, Be not solicitous for your life, what you shall eat, nor for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than the meat, and the body more than the raiment? Behold the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor do they reap, or gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are not you of much more value than they? And which of you, by taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? And for raiment, why are you solicitous? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They labor not, neither do they spin. But I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory was erased as one, as one of these. And of the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, God doth so clothe. How much more you, O ye of little faith? Be not solicitous, therefore, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the heathen seek. For your Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Seek ye therefore first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these things shall be added unto you. And thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. No man can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Words taken from the Gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Once upon a time, my dear faithful, there was a king who was ill and tired of life. Remedies were sought, and the court physicians were consulted, yet no one had a cure for the king. And so the king continued to grow weaker. Finally, a wise man appeared at the gate and asked the privilege of prescribing a remedy for the king. After talking with the king and studying his moods, 
The wise man announced that the only thing which would save the king's life and restore his spirits was one night's sleep and a happy man's shirt. At once, all the king's attendants went in search of a truly happy man. First, they sought such a man amongst the richest and most powerful men in the kingdom, but not one of these was truly happy, even with his many possessions. Soldiers were then dispatched throughout the whole land to find a truly happy man. But as they searched, they continuously found none. The king's servants looked everywhere, questioning all types of men, but everyone with whom they spoke wanted at least one more thing to be happy. Now, as the last of the messengers came home with disappointing news of no truly happy man, they happened upon a man lying under a distant tree. He looked poor, a beggar, yet he had a cheerful disposition. So the king's men asked him, Are you truly happy? The man answered cheerfully that, Yes, he was quite content. The messengers then continued to question him. They gathered around him to find if there was anything that he desired. They wanted to see if he was, in fact, truly content. The beggar answered their questions and told them that he honestly did not have a single wish. He expressed perfect contentment with his state in life. Convinced at last, the soldiers bade him rise and give them his shirt for the king. But the man laughed at them, long and hard, and he said, But sirs, I have no shirt. And so, even without the bare necessities of life, this man was still truly happy. The message of this story follows very closely the message of today's gospel, my dear faithful, which is not to be overly concerned with worldly things. Our Lord thus tells us not to worry about the things of life in today's gospel, for our Heavenly Father has care of us and will provide for us. He then tells us to look at the example of the birds and the flowers and how God provides for them. He is saying that if God provides for these least of all creatures, surely he will provide for us who are worth so much more to him. And who better than our Father in heaven, who knows all the things we need, who better to leave our care to? Thus Christ tells us to seek first the kingdom of God, and then all the things we need will be given to us. As he says in today's gospel, we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve God and mammon, that is, worldly interests. For if we are too concerned and worried about worldly goods, we will not serve God as we should. 
The inordinate concern and preoccupation with worldly things will distract us from loving and serving God as we should. Even Webster's Dictionary makes this clear in its definition of worldliness. It defines worldliness as an interest in, concern with, or devotion to things of this world, especially as opposed to religion or spiritual affairs. That, my dear faithful, is a problem we see in the general world, as well as amongst our traditional Catholics. They can be too worried and caught up with the things and problems of this society. It is easy to fall into this, especially in today's materialistic world. Many are too anxious and concerned with money and the goods of this world. They do not put the things of God first. Then there are others who have an inordinate preoccupation with politics and conspiracies. They are eager to talk about the problems in today's world, but they rarely think about, let alone talk about, the things of God, and they forget that God is the one in control. He is the one who has all the answers. Instead, these people, more often than not, go around spreading their gloom and doom to others. And thus, those who are too concerned with the things of this world are not truly happy. They are like the king in the story who is looking for happiness. The king had everything, and yet he was not content. He sought happiness in the things of this world, and he could not find it. For as St. Augustine says, the love of worldly possessions entangles the soul and prevents it flying to God. But the poor man in the story, who had hardly anything he instead was truly happy. He had no need for anything. He was content to do God's will and wanted only what was necessary to do this. Knowing that he was doing God's will made him happy, even though he did not have any earthly possessions. And we too, my dear faithful, to strive to live our lives like that man in the story. We must not be inordinately attached to the things of this world, nor anxious and worried about what may or may not happen. Our first order of business, so to speak, is God and the things that pertain to our eternal salvation. And the less we are preoccupied with and anxious about the things of this life, truly the happier we will be. Of course, don't get me wrong. You must do your part and provide for yourself and your family. But the point is not to be excessively worried about these things. Do your part and then trust in God for the rest. As our Lord tells us in the Gospel, seek first the kingdom of heaven, and our Heavenly Father 
will give you all the things you need. In other words, if we perform our religious and daily duties well, God will take care of us. And so, my dear friends, let us remember this in a very practical way, that our Heavenly Father will provide for us. Don't let the cares and problems of daily life make you anxious or worried. Like the birds in the gospel, we can trust in God to provide our daily necessities of life. When you find yourself sad over some misfortune or trial, or even some tragedy in the world, turn your thoughts to our Lord. Pause and consider for a moment how much God loves you. Remember that he died for you, that he is consumed with a burning love for you, and that he will continue to take care of you. Remember, too, that this life is passing. We are not made for here, and it will always be a valley of tears. Instead, we must aim for heaven and for the eternal peace and happiness that we will find only there. Persevere, my dear faithful, in your daily prayers, your daily striving after virtue, your daily striving to love God Almighty. And our Heavenly Father, will take care of you. If you are faithful to your spiritual duties, God our Father will take care of you as he promised. Seek ye therefore, my dear faithful, first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.